If you thought week one in the NFL was a doozy, well, I guess you didn't tune into week two because woo, we had another great one. As we go into week three, we're going to give you our thoughts on week two. We'll give you our picks and player predictions for week three. We've got some news coming out of Roni and a potential reboot. Is it going to be good? It might actually be pulled from the shelves. Fill up those wine glasses. Everybody. Hello. Hello. Happy Wednesday. It is hump day, so you know that means it's also football fans of New Jersey Day. It is another Wednesday with your favorite housewife and football ladies. And this is episode 221. We are two weeks under our belts in the NFL football season. Lots to discuss as we head into week three. And then obviously we've got the best in the world of housewives as well. So we have a great episode for you. We did want to kick it off with some questions that we got. We asked you guys to send us your questions through social media. And we have three good ones that we're going to go over now. So the first one that we have um, is, will we get a New York sweep again this weekend in football? So of course, uh, you know, the Jets and the Giants, but also let's not forget the Bills. The Bills are in Buffalo. <laughs> so technically, yes, all three teams won this past week. Uh, will we see them all win again this weekend? The Jets, just a refresher, the Jets are playing Cincinnati. New York is playing a division game against Dallas. And we've got Buffalo in a, in a division game for them as yep. well against Miami. So Kate, what do you think? Are we going to, I mean, I guess maybe it gives a little bit of a hint into our week three picks, but do you see another sweep? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't want to give too much away. And I actually, I'm curious if I did pick the sweep now that I look at back my picks. Um, I, all I'll say is that it's, it's doable. It's definitely doable, it's doable. to go uh, into, into a sweep and apparent if you are, uh, I'm not a baseball fan. I know you're not really into the baseball either. Last weekend, the Yankees and yeah. the Mets won That's the same cool. time, the Giants and the Jets and the Bills did as well. So yeah. uh, if you, if you guys are, are baseball people, if you, think that that maybe that true new york sweep is doable <laughs> let us know so when it comes to football the three teams what i've seen over the past two weeks that is what i'll determine it as i will determine it as doable that it, yeah. it can actually happen so going into the season i probably would have been like i don't know but i actually i actually right. think i I do think it can actually happen so i yeah. won't give too much away though because we will give you guys our, our actual pick so yeah, you know what? I'm going to agree with you there then. I'll leave it at that. We'll get into our picks. Doable. 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 It could Doable. happen. Will it happen? We'll see. We'll let you know what we truly, truly think in a little bit with our <laughs> picks. But question number two, what is the most realistic landing spot for Odell Beckham Jr.? Mm, hot topic. Teams, uh, going back to the Rams, going even back more to the New York Giants. <laughs> Uh, potentially be with the Bills, can maybe contend for a Super Bowl, Tampa Bay, you know, some other options that might be out there. Kate, where do you think Odell lands? 
I think with this list of four teams, and it's interesting because I saw the Giants, the Bills, and the Rams. Mm-hmm. The the Bucks came up recently because apparently he before the New Orleans game, or he was in New Orleans, he obviously. Brady, right? He was talking to Tom Brady. So now yeah. that's like the latest rumor on the street. Well, those, so. two, those two have also always had a good relationship. Right. So so you're gonna get like he could be talking to anyone, honestly. Right. There's gonna there's gonna be a rumor. Um I just think realistically, he's going to just go back to the beyond the Rams. Honestly, yeah. he's going to come back from his injury. They're going to, or I guess, I don't know. He's still, I don't know if he's still rehab. I don't know what he's doing, to be honest. Um, they're going to figure it out. And I just think he's going to, he's going to be there. Um, Cause I just think a, a jump to, I'm not sure what the bills um, like salary cap is. I'm not really sure where they yeah. are with money. I look at the Giants. We don't have any money, so <laughs> I think though I think Odell would really and truly take. I think he would take a small contract. I really do. I mean, he's coming off a massive injury. He yeah. didn't take that big of a contract when he went to the Rams. No, he didn't. I you're think right. He'd be willing to sign a one-year, maybe yeah. two-year deal that isn't very pricey. So I think money is not necessarily going to be an issue I think he's just going to kind of want to pick and choose where he might want to go I know he's toying with everybody's emotions like people always tweet at him like some of the players obviously tweet at him no come join us and he's like yeah maybe all right like he definitely is toying with everybody but I agree with you I see him going back uh to the Rams apparently they've completely left like a locker for him like yeah like in their in their complex for him to just come on back come home uh, obviously, he was at the home opener. He was on the sideline. He was with all his, you know, they were getting their Super Bowl rings, of course. But right. he was there, you know, with all his buddies. And I just feel like that, to me, is what makes the most sense. I think he's going to end up back with the Rams. Yeah, I, I almost find it weird that he's, like, kind of bopping around to other places. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's like someone it's made a, a joke. strange, but at the same time, he's, like, he's just chilling right now. He's just, like. I don't know. He's yeah, not enjoying life. Like, right. Oh, who am I going to catch this weekend? Like, let me go shoot the shit with Tom Brady this weekend. You know what I mean? So, yeah, of course. And if you're, listen, if you're comfortable, like doing that, like that's fine. Um, but yeah, and then also funny enough, uh, other free agency uh, news, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul visited the Ravens twice. Um, no, no deal though. But as soon as I saw that he went back twice and people were like, he cannot leave that building without a deal. I was like calling like Joe Shane on the phone, like get him back in New York. (laughs) I would do anything to have. He is a player that you talk about heartbreak when a person leaves a team. And I'm not talking about retirement. I'm not talking. I'm talking about truly like he was a player. I thought that I I think of Dalvin Tomlinson. He was a player I thought was going to be a giant for life. Um, Both of them. Even more so. I really, really thought he was a giant for life. And I, um, I kind of have this like over the past couple of years, I feel like I've gone to bed with hope almost every night that maybe one day he will return back I to the New York Giants. I've always envisioned it. I've always envisioned it. I see so. it. Like I can see it. Like I can put it on my mood board. Like I feel like it's a vision for the future <laughs> and it's a vision that I'm not. But I just thought that was interesting. Speaking of old giant free agency news, that is something that's that's going yeah. on. But still no, no future home for JPP or Odell yet. So, yep. All right. Well, uh, question number three, you know, this past weekend in the Pittsburgh game, there were already boos going around uh, in the Steelers stadium. 
chanting for Kenny Pickett to come yeah. in. So the question here is, should Pittsburgh move on to Kenny Pickett now, or is it too early? I think it's too early, to be honest. Um, listen, you're you're, you're one and one. <laughs> you oh, came out. Things are weird in that division. You don't have to make any drastic moves no. yet. And tomorrow night, you're playing a division rival. You're playing the Browns, who don't technically have their starting quarterback. They're very, very capable of winning that game with Mitchell Trubisky. Both have really good defenses, uh, even minus, you know, TJ Watt being out. Um, I just, I think you just, you kind of move forward in the next couple of games. And right now it's just, it's still too early because I think that if you want to kind of, well, if you think of it holistically, okay, so Mitch Trubisky isn't the best quarterback in the world. We all get that. That's fine. But you're going to put a rookie in when you just lost your top defensive player. So your defense is what did everything in your week one win. You lost to um, – they lost to the Patriots, right? Um, in, like, again, another really weird close game that we'll go yeah. over these games from week two that were weird again um, yeah. in a little bit. But – so I just don't think it solely rides on Mitch Trubisky, but I just don't think throwing in a rookie quarterback week three is going to do anything for you against yeah. a rival, a division exactly. rival. That's what I was going to say. You want Miles Garrett to eat Kenny Pickett alive? It's too risky to be doing it in a division, this yes. division game. In a game that, like I said, with Mitchell Trubisky, you're more than capable of winning that game. Right. So, like, let's not risk things mm -hmm. because right now, like I said, um, the AFC North is is sketchy right now. Nobody's right. like, obviously, we're only two games in, but you know, it, it, it's still anybody's division. I think going forward in these next couple of weeks, it'll still be anybody's division. So, to me, it's like, don't jump the gun. I, I yeah. think it's, I think they're fine for now. Hundred percent. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for sending in those questions. Obviously, we are here live with you. So if you have any questions throughout the show, send them on over. We'd be more than happy to answer them. Absolutely. Love engaging with you guys live. So go on ahead. Questions, comments, concerns, maybe if you have, send them over. All right. So let's get over to some football hot topics because we actually have a, a college hot topic in here for you guys as yeah. well. But for the first one, oof, this was a, I don't think anyone was putting money on this, expecting this this early in the season. But during their game on Sunday, unfortunately, San Francisco quarterback Trey Lance suffered a season-ending fractured ankle. Uh, and listen, it happened in the first quarter of the game. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo came in to replace him and went 13 for 21 for 154 yards and one touchdown to lead them to a 27-7 win over Seattle. Lance did right away. He had a successful surgery on Monday and should be healed for the 2023 season. But whew, talk about just... <sighs> You, I, I feel like for San Fran, when this happens, you, you quickly, quickly, thank like, God. Oh my gosh, we have the worst luck in the world where like this kid is, we decide we're all in on this kid. And like week number two, he goes out in the first quarter when we lose him for the entire season. Bad luck. But then I look at it and I'm like, as much as it's disappointing, the front office has to like, be doing a sigh of relief being like, thank God we yes. did not trade Jimmy Garoppolo in this off season, even consider trading him maybe to the Cowboys when Dak Prescott went out. Like, you know right. what I mean? 
like a week ago. It's like really <laughs> bad luck. And then you're like, wait a minute. No, we actually got really freaking lucky that we all. Yeah. Like, you know, they couldn't have predicted this. But thank God he was there as an insurance policy. And we just spoke about Jimmy restructuring that contract right. and becoming the highest paid backup quarterback in the league. And now it's well worth it. Well worth every penny because he's they're going to have to ride with him the rest of the year. Yeah. And all I have to say to that, I was I was a fan of going with Jimmy and not Trey Lance. So Jimmy G for MVP this year. And listen, he came in, obviously, he knows that team that is technically his team. He came in, he won that game for them. So, um, and I think there was, like you said, size of relief going all around yeah. that, that sideline that day. Mm -hmm. All righty. So if you are a fantasy football team owner, heads up, Tampa Bay wide receiver, Mike Evans has been suspended for one game. Following his involvement in a fight during Sunday's game against New Orleans, uh, other players involved will be evaluated for fines. Uh, listen, so Mike Evans did try to appeal uh, the excuse me suspension, but it has been upheld, and he is officially suspended uh, for that one game. Um, New Orleans Marshawn Lattimore and Evans uh, were both ejected uh, from the game, so that was a fight coming after just a lot of um, a lot of drama llama because it was a defensive game. Nothing. Nothing was going on. It was boring. A lot of emotions were high. Tom Brady's emotions were high across the field. Uh, just really, really like just, I don't even know, stress levels. Um, and someone, you know, if you go, if Marshawn Lattimore is going to go near Tom Brady, then Mike Evans, I think he said to the ref, like, that's Tom Brady. What do you want me to do? But I, I don't That's necessarily somebody and ruin my fantasy football team for a week. Okay. Mike Evans, not only did you get ejected from the game and ruin that game, but now I don't have you for this week either. So thank you very much, sir. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've got a comment over on YouTube. We need you all to join the BGN network family. We need more girls talking football. All right. Well, we will please. We are obviously on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook oh, and Instagram. Please send us any information. We'd love to love to talk football with everyone. So we are always here, but thank you for the offer. So it seems like you guys are Cowboys fans, though. So I'm a little nervous Ooh. about that. It does say boys for life. It says boys for life. So I'm a little nervous about that. But we can still Okay, okay, okay. We'll play nice. We'll play nice. But please send us all the details. We would love or, to. Or we can shove them like Mike Evans. <laughs> we love to be a part of it. Thank you for thinking of us. So, yes. So, guys, please check your lineups. Put them on your bench. Yeah. You're not playing this weekend, people. So, yeah. so Katie, make sure you make those arrangements. <laughs> I already did. All right, let's move over to college football. On Sunday, Arizona State fired head coach Herm, Herm, Herm Edwards. Can't say it. Ugh. Just three games into the season following a really, really ugly loss to Eastern Michigan. Speculations, though, were going around. He was also fired due to a lingering NCAA investigation into illegal recruiting practices. There's actually a couple of those rumors going around uh, college football this season. So I'm, I'm interested to see if any of them are true. Maybe mm -hmm. this one might be. Um, uh, Edwards went 46 and 26 during his five years with the team, uh, and never won more than eight games in a season under him. So, you know, you look at a team like Arizona state and like, there's so many teams were like coming from like a college football perspective and like me being a fan, like you look back to like 10 years ago, like even like as short as five years ago, like so many things have like mixed up. Like I'll even go back 15 years, like 
so much has mixed up from like the teams that you, like, you used to be scared of, like really, yeah. really scared of. Like Arizona State, I'm not saying is like walking out and like chopping heads off left and right, but they're not this team that I just read off to you that is firing their coach three games into a season and or haven't won eight games in the last how many years? So right. it's just wild to see how much things have changed, you know, in college football, you know. I think USC and Texas are two two names that stand out to me. USC like, is a Those were like powerhouses when we were younger. And USC, obviously, they got Lincoln Riley now. I think they're going to, like, turn a corner with him. Apparently, you know, he brought a lot of his players over from Oklahoma with him. uh, So that certainly helps. But, yeah, like, I I always think of teams like USC and Texas. Absolute powerhouses. And Arizona State is, you know, they have been known as a big football school. And it's it's been a hot minute since they've been truly competitive. So I, I understand the move. Obviously, Herm Edwards was a former NFL coach, mm-hmm. um, and they've decided to move on from him. So we'll see. I don't know. Maybe they can get back to their former glory days. Well, the latest on uh, the individuals who want us in their network, apparently an Eagles fan runs it, but a Cowboys fan reached out to us. I don't know what you guys are thinking. (laughs) No, they gave us a lot of compliments, though, and said they would love to have us, as long as you guys aren't roasting us. But I just sent them over our Twitter, so we'll see the the details for sure. And again... Just please don't, no making fun of us if we come into the, (laughs) if we come into the chat. So, (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk about week two in the NFL, because if we thought week one was crazy, week two just followed suit. Um, We're we're starting off talking about the New York Jets. Of course, they upset Cleveland 31 to 30 by scoring two late touchdowns around an onside kick recovery. Huge, huge win (laughs) for the Jets. Um, I said, I know I sent this to Caitlin. I sent it to some of my other friends today that, uh, I was looking at the stat leaders for the NFL so far through, uh, through two weeks and the top three passing leaders right now are, um, Joe Flacco, Carson Wentz and Tua. Joe Flacco. (laughs) No, we could have ever predicted that one. So obviously Joe Flacco stepping in for an injured Zach Wilson for the Jets and being able to, uh, you know squeak out a win there for them so world weird world we live in weird weird world um speaking of a weird world jacksonville <laughs> shut out division rival indy 24 nothing after a zero touchdown three interception day from quarterback matt ryan Let's I take a drink for indy i feel bad for them Honestly, this has been the one of the most surprising things for me. I think them and the, probably the Bengals through two weeks of football. Um, I gotta say, it's Indianapolis more than the Bengals, to be honest, because it, like, at least the Bengals are kind of in games. Indianapolis is nowhere to be found. They're not on the map. That's against a division rival against Jacksonville, one of the not good teams in the league, one of the worst teams in the league last year, um, and. Indy was like my sleeper team, like one of my dark horse teams. And now they just look awful. And the reason they were (laughs) funny enough, the reason they were one of my sleeper teams is because I was like, they have a great team on both sides of the ball. The only thing that is missing is quarterback. And I'm not saying Matt Ryan is the answer, but I was like, at least they're upgrading from Carson Wentz. Well, now it feels like they're downgrading. Matt Ryan is not playing well at all. I said to Caitlin on Sunday, this guy's got to think about hanging him up soon because if this is what he's got, it's not good enough anymore. So 
I've been saying he's frustrating for years. So if everyone's just joining my party now, like welcome to the party. So, <laughs> um, huge, huge turnaround for the Miami Dolphins. They rallied back from 21 down to beat Baltimore 42 38. What a wild game that one was! High, high scoring. Uh, six touchdown passes from Miami quarterback Tua Tonga Baloa, and we had. Wide receiver Tyreek Hill with 190 receiving yards and two touchdowns, and Jalen Waddle with 171 receiving yards and two touchdowns. It's got to be the best WR1, WR2 combo uh, in the league right now. It's just, woo. I know. It's hot. Miami's offense. It no. is hot, hot, hot. Um, then we had Dallas kicker Brett Maher kicked a game-winning 50-yard field goal to beat Cincinnati 20-17. to has been sacked a league-high 13 times through two games. They have not improved this offensive line. And, honestly, and they claim they did. They claim they did. They did not improve at all. No. You know, There's no Cincinnati, we should have easily relied on you to beat a you know, a Dallas Cowboys team that did not have Dak Prescott had Cooper Rush at quarterback. And that should have been, you know, an easy L and the L column for us, for the Cowboys. And to see this happen was highly disappointing. Um, Arizona, this was another wild game. They beat Las Vegas 29 to 23 in overtime after Byron Murphy Jr. had a 59 yard fumble return. That game went back and forth there. We saw a two point conversion. We saw, we saw everything in that. We saw like 18 fumbles at the end of the game. Like that was a, Las Vegas should like, they should have gone to bed. So, so ashamed of themselves. Yeah. I think you said this on Sunday when we were talking to each other that I feel as though we were watching a day of just really, really ugly football. Like I think football two weeks. I don't think, and I, I think I said this to you and it might be a, a hot take. It also might be a freezing cold take in the next couple of weeks. I think like aside from the bills, like, and like they've even had some questionable plays like, I don't think like anyone's good. Like I know that sounds so bad, but like <laughs> they might need that fourth preseason game back. These teams do not look ready. No, and we're they're going to the third week, and we're going into a third week of unknowns. Like I have no idea. Like I sincerely and like I put the Bills up there because like they they are pretty terrifying. Like I would never want to play yeah. them to be honest right now. Like I, I think I'm happy we're two and zero, but I think. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to face that two and O team. If you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I just like, I think so many teams have made such shitty decisions and have just looked so bad on both mm-hmm. ends of the field. Sorry. Three ends of the field. If you want to add special yeah, yeah. teams, because oh, special teams has so been so many special team blunders. Horrendous. Did they just forget about special? I think just, they <laughs> forgot about special teams. There's no, no one doing special teams anymore. Like, yeah. I don't know. I and very ugly. Very I know I, I texted you that on Sunday, like, and I'm still standing firm to it. Like I need to be like at least five games in to like really confirm it, but I don't know. It's not looking good this season so no, far. No. no, sorry. No one's looking good this season. Well, well, speaking of the one team that you did mention, uh, <laughs> you have noted here, Buffalo blew out Tennessee 41 to seven on Monday night football. They are um, good. Four passing touchdowns from Josh Allen and 148. Uh, receiving yards and three touchdowns from wide receiver Stephon Diggs. So let me just end this week two roundup by saying, 
I feel pretty damn good about picking the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year because, like you said, like they're the only team that I truly fear right now. Everybody yeah. else is beatable, in my opinion, and Buffalo is like untouchable. Let's just say if this keeps happening over the next couple of weeks, I think they coast easily. Um, but, you know, the playoffs the past couple of years have been wild and crazy, in my opinion. So you never know what goes on in that. But eh, I think right now, if we see the next two games blowouts like this, they'll probably coast right there. Casey, so. You know what? KC is looking good, too. I'll give it to KC as well. Um, yeah. But everybody else. Eh, no, not good. Not good, not people. <laughs> well, as we speak of these teams not looking good, we do have our week three picks for you, plus one lock and one upset for those of you who really want to go all in on some games. After two weeks, Katie and I aren't doing the greatest, but I don't think anyone is doing the greatest after these two weeks. Um, I had some fun with week three. Um, I think a couple games I kind of went above and beyond, but I think that's just the, the theme so far as we enter uh, enter week three. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to you so you can give the crew your picks for week three. All righty. Week three, we'll see if it's another wild one, but I am going with Pittsburgh, Houston, Las Vegas, Kansas City, Buffalo, Minnesota, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Philly, Carolina, the Chargers, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Buccaneers, the 49ers, and dare I freaking say it, people, I, we didn't jinx ourselves last week. I'm going with the New York Giants. I'm going, I'm going with the New York Giants. Honestly, I feel as though this being a home game, a Monday night football game, the 2-0 New York football Giants, I know that the fans are going to tear that stadium down. And I just feel like the energy is going to help carry Big Blue to 3-0. I hope so. I hope so. And we'll be there. We'll be there. Turn it down. We will do our best to help tear it down. We uh we agreed on 10, I think. So you okay. can you can correct my math, but I think 10 we are we're aligned. So first couple, I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. My lock and my upset. Sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. You that was my <laughs> lock is the Kansas City Chiefs over the disgraceful Indianapolis Colts. And uh, not not like huge, huge – again, it's kind of hard because we're only two weeks in, so a lot of the records yeah. are the same and everything like that. Um, so not a ton of upset options, but this is technically like, uh, I guess, embedding odds and everything like that. This is considered an upset. I'm going with the Carolina Panthers over okay. the New Orleans Saints. All right. All right. For week three, I have Pittsburgh, Houston – the Raiders, Kansas City, Buffalo, the Detroit Lions, the Patriots, the Jets, Philadelphia, New Orleans, the Chargers, the Rams, Seattle, Green Bay, San Francisco, and you make me feel bad, Katie, but I ended up going with Dallas. I okay. understand Everything you said, uh, I think I go to bed every night scared of Dallas's defense. So I think yeah. that will will take me to that. Um, but listen, prove me, prove me wrong in 
every way, shape, or form. I will take that L every which way. My lock is the same as yours with the Kansas City Chiefs over the Indianapolis Colts. And my upset, and I guess you want to call it an upset, is the New York Jets over the Cincinnati Bengals. So That's definitely an upset, people. That definitely counts. Yep. So, ooh, we've got uh, – it's another I, – I I could change my my things right now, to be yeah. honest. I could. Yeah, this, this was a hard week, um, and it, it goes to show you because, yes, you did count correctly. We have six different okay. from each other. Um, so, yeah, there are a lot of games that could go either way. Uh, it's it's – I could – Nothing is safe. Nothing – and honestly, nothing. Even, like I, even with the lock pick, I felt like there was really only one super solid option, and we both picked it. But, like, does Indianapolis, like, show up week three? Like, I don't know. I don't know, Katie. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I physically couldn't. <laughs> you don't know. We don't know anymore. We don't know. We don't know it's, shit. You say it year after year, season after season. This is the weirdest season we've ever seen. It's it's it's, it's weirder, really, weirder, it's so. literally taking its name of the weirdest season we've ever seen. So yes. we should just stop saying that. Maybe we don't. <laughs> I mean, it makes it exciting, but... No, of course, absolutely. All right, let's get into our big stories of the week in the world of Housewives. We are going to come back to uh, football for our game and kind of give a little look into... A further look into week three as far as players go. Um, but our big stories of the week for Housewives, we are talking about the Roni reboot. I think a lot of people were intrigued, excited to see some new faces. But now we are getting reports that it is on... The Rocks. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Well, according to a report from Bravo and Cocktails, uh, the Roni reboot is on the rocks already. A source said uh, that the Roni reboot has gone to shit and test filming with the finalized cast did not go well and three stars have now dropped out. Bravo is allegedly holding Thanks. a crisis meeting to decide what to do ahead of a potential BravoCon announcement. So BravoCon is less than a month away. Caitlin and I will be there. Obviously, this is only the second BravoCon in the last couple of years because right. of COVID. Um, but that first one in 2019, you know, they were, I think it was a big deal for them to break the news about we're going to have a new franchise and none of you know where it's going to be. And we're, we're going to break it at BravoCon, which was right. obviously so- the announcement of Salt Lake City. So I feel as though in their minds, they might have looked at this Romy reboot and been like, we're going to introduce these women and like give a trailer and like show you the new faces of Romy at BravoCon. But this is what, you know, the crisis meeting might be about. Not anymore. <laughs> how to rearrange this. Exactly. Right. So Bravo may be nixing the reboot altogether and just rebranding. And there's also talk about shifting their fo- focus to that Roni legacy uh, show that they're putting together, which they have announced the cast. So I believe, and I think they started filming uh, so that is so, happening, yeah. and it sounds like they're shifting their focus to that and prioritizing that instead. A second source claims that all these rumors are in fact true. And I do have a quote on the back from uh, dun, that dun, dun. Source saying that Romy T is 100% true. Bravo is majorly regretting their decisions regarding Roni. Andy watched the first two episodes of Luann and Sonia's spinoff, allegedly titled Real Housewives of New York, Luann and Sonia Take Benton. Um, and told a producer, we have effed up big time. We're <gasps> being held to see how they can go forward with the two shows. And Andy wants Roni back to its old form with no legacy involved, meaning that he doesn't necessarily want to right. label the show with all the OGs as a legacy. I think he just wants to go back to like, no, we're, 
we're still, this is the Real Housewives of New York and we're going to stick with our old cast members. Maybe listen to the fans, Andy. We've been saying this for months. Like, I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, and Kate, I know we had a, like a discussion about it before the show. And it, funny enough, like this was, you know, we had already put our notes together for the show, but today they had a huge um, Roni, old Roni reruns. Not not like too, too far back, but, yeah. you know, we had Tinsley. Like three, four seasons ago? Four, yeah, I mean, because we had Carol. We haven't had Carol in a while. We had Carol. Yeah. We had uh, Bethany. We had Tinsley. And, you know, it was. Oh, the, probably, I would say four, four or five seasons ago then if we had. Yeah, it was. Yeah. We had the, the episodes were like the boat ride from hell in Cartagena. Um, so we had the first like cabaret show with Luann yeah. uh, with Dorinda screaming, Giovanni's like we had some classic, classic, classic episodes here. And it was like very fitting that like I watched a ton of those episodes today because talking about the story tonight, it's like these women brought it like Romy right. for years was the way New Jersey is now where they were like the front runner and they're holding strong for all of like housewife franchises. That was Roni for the longest time. Like Roni was never, it would never disappoint you. It was always good. It was so much fun. The yeah. cast trips were amazing. I feel like when we sit on this show and like, sometimes we discuss like our top 10 favorite moments or our top 10 favorite quotes and stuff like that. It's always like Roni, always. Roni, Roni, you know what I mean? Because so, they delivered for so long. Yeah. I feel like if they want to restructure it, go back to some of those OG people. As much yeah. as we liked Leah, um, not liked, we loved Leah in her first season. She was miserable in her second season. Oh, good. People weren't really a fan of Ebony. Um, just, just go back to your OG people. Honestly. Well, even like, who was, um, oh, shoot. What was uh, Luann's friend's name? Oh God, uh, Barbara! <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta pull out all the all the people. Like a, it's not like I'm a huge fan of Jill Zarin, obviously. And then not everyone's like, oh, and what's her name? The the tall girl that was on it. Like, oh, the tall. I don't know. I, I'm talking about the legacy people now, though. Like, no, I know what I'm talking about. Like, when, like, you're, I agree with you on like the intro, like introducing of like new people sometimes gets very overwhelming and maybe it's not the best fit all the time it's so. always like uh, if it ain't broke don't fix it and that's right. why we've had the new jersey cast stay the way it is for a very long time right so, right i think uh, uh I think it could be a good idea to just go back to the jules movie. was that her name jules yeah, Ju yeah. sure she wasn't good um <laughs> she wasn't good so let's go back to the classic the classic OG. yeah but I don't know. I hope so. We'll see. And obviously we will be at BravoCon, like I said. So if any major announcements happen that we'll you break it touch first, we'll obviously try to report that back to you guys. Make sure we have service. Make sure we have our extra cell phone chargers with us. So we will <laughs> break the news to you guys for sure. All right. So our next story in the world of housewives, criminal charges have been dropped against Real Housewives of Salt Lake City's Mary M. Crosby, uh, Cosby, excuse me. Um, so we thought uh, we heard the last of her, but we did not. She's still on our newsfeed, people. On Sunday, reports surfaced that two misdemeanor charges against Salt Lake City's Mary M. Cosby were dropped by the Salt Lake uh, County District's Attorney's Office earlier this month after prosecutors found there was insufficient evidence to take the case to trial. 
The Chargers were unlawfully providing shelter to a runaway and another contributing to delinquency of a minor. Cosby was charged in April of 2021 and entered to a not guilty plea in June of 2021. Cosby's son, Robert, was also charged with the same exact crimes, but his case was dismissed back in February because of witness issues. Uh, Robert's attorney said the reality of the situation was that Robert's girlfriend's mother didn't want him hanging out, so she called the police, and Mary's lawyer said that she was saddened to be dragged into another family's domestic situation. So a lot of drama on there, but again, we thought Mary was gone. She comes back into our news feed, uh, but we do see this because obviously this was this news was dragged back in um, when we thought everything was all gone. So obviously, we all knew her son from the show. Uh, very, you know, he was on screen a decent amount always. So um, obviously, he's a part of this. So um, yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, like it just uh, when you when you hear the charges unlawfully providing shelter to a runaway and contributing to the delinquency of a minor, it yeah. sounds very serious. And what, but the actual details of it sound like this is not something no that should actually be brought to right. court or even dealt with through the police. Like, let's but. be mature adults, and whatever the situation is, this doesn't really need to involve like law enforcement so it definitely sounds, seems that it sounded worse than it is and yeah. obviously you know everything has been dropped and she can move on with her life but i'm happy to move on with my life watching the real house yeah. without mary and speaking of right. by the way um we do have season three premiering next week after you guys see us on wednesday we will have the season premiere of salt lake city season three so very excited for that one Oh, yeah. Can't wait to we'll have to give ourselves a little debrief or recap the following week. I'm excited. Absolutely. So let's get into our game for the night. It is called 16 Games, 16 Stat Takes. Who you got? So we have played this in the past. And as we are heading into week three, we are going to look at each NFL game and decide which player will outperform the other. This is definitely a good game. Uh you know, if you do play fantasy football, we might be talking about some of your guys. Maybe you have both of these yeah. guys and we're comparing them. So that could be super helpful in thinking about who you might want to play this weekend. But let's get through these 16 games here, pit some guys up against each other and, and see what we come out with. So who will have the better game uh, in Cleveland versus Pittsburgh? Cleveland quarterback Jacoby Brissett or Pittsburgh quarterback Mitchell Trubisky? Listen, I know we spoke about it earlier, and, it, you know, Trubisky's going to be the starter going into the game. Um, and I don't I don't think the Steelers should put in Kenny Pickett. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that they won't do it, though. Um, so I think that that's a huge possibility, and I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to do well. So my idea in this scenario is that actually, you know, the Steelers don't do so great. Mitch Trubisky gets benched. Jacoby Brissett is technically like the main guy on the field. So he's just going to do better like stat wise. Cause I don't think Kenny Pickett will. Um, I actually picked the Steelers to win the game, but that's all in the hands of management with the Steelers and the decisions they make on their coaching staff. I think if you keep Mitch Trubisky in, you kind of keep your team just solid moving forward, you'll win. Um, but I kind of also fear that they won't. Um, so <laughs> I was going to go with Jacoby Brissett on this one. So 
Uh, I have Pittsburgh winning the game. I'm going with Mitchell Trubisky. I think he plays the entire game. Um, I I think these guys are. I pretty, hope so. I think these guys are pretty even at quarterback. So it kind of just came down for me of like I did pick Pittsburgh to win. So you know that could be a factor in in Mitchell outperforming Jacoby. I think it'll be pretty even, but I'm going to give him the slight edge. All right, Houston at Chicago. We're looking at quarterbacks again. Houston quarterback Davis Mills or Chicago quarterback Justin Fields? It's so weird for me to pick this because I think that <laughs> I heard on the radio, I think it was probably week one that like no one knows anything about this kid. No one actually spends the time to look at this kid, which I fully agree. I don't think anyone really has. I, I am going to go um, with Davis Mills on this one. Um, Houston's been producing the last two weeks and I don't know where the spark is, what they're doing, but, you know, the, the kids doing things for them, the entire thing's doing for them. Chicago, for me, I just still, there's a couple of areas, there are a couple of gray areas for sure uh, for me. And I just, if you really want to look at it from a, a, I guess, from a stat perspective, um, I'm going to go with Davis Mills on this one. I'm going Davis Mills. Justin Fields is averaging 95 pass yards per yeah. game this season. They're not letting the kid throw the ball. He, he'll have like nine pass attempts through the game. He finishes like, I think he finished week one and week two with, you know, less than 10 right. passes. It's just, I don't know what their problem is. They drafted this kid. They're keeping this kid around. Let him try to, you know, be your franchise quarterback, but allowing him to, you know, maybe pass it nine times a game is never going to get it done. It's just not. So uh, just that alone, Davis Mills. Las Davis, Vegas, who Tennessee. are you, Davis? <laughs> Las Vegas at Tennessee, Las Vegas running back, Josh Jacobs, or somebody who's been shockingly quiet through two weeks, Tennessee running back, Derek Henry. I think this is Derek Henry's uh, comeback game. Actually, I think, you know, it took him talk about needing a fourth preseason game. I think he's one of the kids that one of the kids, one of the guys, one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen him in person. <laughs> this I was this far away from him. He's huge. Um, literally, probably, you know, one of the people that really needed probably an extra extra time here. And there, coming off of a huge injury last season. Um, a lot of people deeming him comeback player of the year, but off to a rusty start. I like him against Las Vegas's defense, though. We've seen over the past two weeks him having difficulty trying to break through and trying to get those long yards like he's used to getting, powerhousing through players, stiff-arming players. I actually like him that way against uh, Las Vegas this weekend, so I'm going with Derrick Henry on this one. Derrick Henry. He only has 107 rush yards through two games. The man is due. He's not going to have a quiet third third game in a row. Like Vegas. I picked you, Vegas, but like, whoo, watch out. Watch yeah. out. Yep. All right. Kansas City at Indianapolis. Kansas City wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster or Indianapolis wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. if, you know, he is healthy. Yeah, I think it really, you know, it does come down to that healthy factor. Um, I am going to go with Juju on this one. I think Kansas City, um, over the past two games, really has, I think in, in both games, like, four different people, five different people have scored touchdowns. I think they've really utilized that defense, excuse me, that offense really well. And that was something, Katie, that we looked at going into this season. We were kind of like, who is – Kansas City's offense. You have Patrick Mahomes, you have Travis Kelsey, but who are the other determining factors going around there? And 
you know, Patrick Mahomes has really made all of them shine in, in just two weeks of football. People yeah. are all contributing throughout the throughout the game. And what we've seen with Indianapolis, you know, nothing's really going on there. So I'm going to go with Kansas City on this one because if they're going to keep handing the ball off to anyone they want to, someone's scoring a touchdown and Patrick Mahomes is making it happen. So for the exact opposite reason, like <laughs> I'm going with Michael Pittman Jr. Because I do feel like Kansas City, like Patrick Mahomes, is getting everybody the ball. So although yeah. it was expected yeah. that Juju was going to be WR1, he's not going to get the amount of looks that a normal WR1 would get because Patrick can pass it to 100 million people, and he is. And I feel as though Juju is not producing enough he's not getting enough like I don't have him in fantasy football but I would be like oh this isn't enough this wasn't what I was expecting I expected more so I look at a guy like Michael Pittman Jr. for the Colts and he is like the big WR1 factor and he is getting those looks because there's not a lot of weapons over there so I'm for that reason I'm going with Pittman on this one all right, Buffalo at Miami oh my goodness how do you pick between these guys we're looking at uh, the top two guys in receiving yards right now through two weeks of football, we've got Buffalo wide receiver Stephon Diggs or Miami wide receiver Tyreek Hill. I mean, I'll just base it on history. You know, Josh Allen's been with Stephon Diggs a little bit longer than Tua's been <laughs> with Tyreek. So I'm just going to base it off history. And obviously we, we just saw a, a master of a game from Stefan Diggs. Uh, we actually, we did see a huge game from, you know, Tua on the offense in Miami as well. But, you know, for me, I'm just going to base it off, you know, who knows their wide receiver better and who's going to click more in this weekend. So I'm going to go with uh, uh, Stefan Diggs here. I'm going digs as well. A uh, couple like it's just like my last response. There are a couple more weapons in Miami, and yeah. it's certainly you're going to have to feed Jalen Waddle a whole bunch as well. So right. for that reason, I'm going with Diggs. Um, all right, Detroit at Minnesota. Detroit running back DeAndre Swift or Minnesota running back Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I think it just comes down to the run game that I like a little bit more. Um, I actually like Detroit's running game a little bit more than I like Minnesota's running game uh, this season. So I think they've proved a little bit more. Uh, we're seeing a lot more open space, actually, for them to actually like kind of hit that pocket and go. Uh, DeAndre Swift, obviously, you know, phenomenal stats so far. Uh, he's really done a lot for for his fantasy owners and for, yeah. for everything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, Dalvin Cook is an absolutely phenomenal running back, and he can, you know, get up that scoreboard as well and really give you the stats that you need. But for me, this one, it just comes down to the actual gameplay that I like from the team, and I'm, that's why I have to go with Detroit and DeAndre Swift on this one. I'm going with DeAndre Swift as well. I think he's like fourth in rushing yards right now. Yeah. Um, and I, I've obviously, I've been closely watching Dalvin Cook. He's on one of my fantasy teams. And Same. it's been a very, very quiet two games for Dalvin mm -hmm. so far. And huge games for DeAndre. So I just, I right. got to do with what's trending. So I did beat, I will say, I went 3-0 uh, in fantasy last week. And I did have someone who had DeAndre Swift. But I ended up beating them because I had two other people that were better. So I was like, ha ha, because he, like, if you had him, like you were just stomping on people. And I was yeah. like, do, 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 not getting stomped out for once. Thank <laughs> God. Yeah. All right. Baltimore at New England. We are looking at Baltimore wide receiver Rashad Bateman or New England wide receiver Jacoby Myers. 
Yeah, so I went with the Patriots in my picks on this one. Um, I really like the Mac Jones to Kobe Myers uh, connection. So, um, and, you know, down in Baltimore, I- I'm still kind of questioning, you know, Lamar and his, you know, receiving core around him, his offensive core around him. You know, they're great. They're doing good things. But I just really like that connection between uh, Mac Jones and Jacoby Myers. So I'm going to go with Jacoby Myers on this one. I'm going Rashad Bateman. Um, I just like that Baltimore offense a hell of a lot more than I like that New England offense. And, yes, I agree with you. I think that Jacoby Myers and Mac Jones connection is a good one. I actually just picked up Jacoby Myers in one of my – one of my leagues. Oh, that's a good one. I should probably do that. But Rashad <laughs> Bateman, you know, going into this, losing Marquise Brown in the offseason, they were like, he's going to be our guy. Like he, and yeah. so far he's, he's been good for them. And again, I just like that offense to produce more than New England's offense. All right. Cincinnati at the Jets. Cincinnati wide receiver T. Higgins or Jets wide receiver and rookie Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this like really does have to do with the QB connection to the offensive player, um, in my opinion. So uh, for this one, I just I know Joe Flacco's given us some stats that we never probably thought we'd see in the 2022 season on the New York Jets. Um, you know, Joe Burrow's had a, a tough couple, you know, first two games here, um, but I just really like him and T Higgins. Uh, you know, I for me that's just the better duo. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give it to them, uh, T Higgins, on this one. Sorry, not them, T Higgins. I'm going with Garrett Wilson. Yes. That is a name that is trending. Um, I, I see this being a, a big star for the New York Jets. I know I tried to pick him up on waivers this week. <laughs> there was about five or six other claims on him, so I did not get him. He is He's a hot name right now, and I'm going to ride with that. I'm going mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson. All right, Philly at Washington. Philly running back Miles Sanders or Washington running back Antonio Gibson? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to Philly, they've uh, I think they have a stellar offense and defense from an offensive perspective, though. I actually like their passing game a lot more, and I like Jalen Hurts rushing it himself. Um, so yeah. Miles Sanders is a great running back. Um, I just don't know how much they're going to utilize it when they have a great you know thrower at a quarterback and also a quarterback that can take it in and do his own thing. Um, and I think when it comes to... Oh, she's frozen. I'll give her a second. <sighs> Unfreeze. Come back to us. All right. Well, I will give you my pick. Um, I am not going with my, or no, I'm not going with Antonio Gibson like Caitlin. I am, in fact, going with Miles Sanders. Um, the Washington defense has actually led up the fifth most rushing yard. She's back. I'm back. Um, so we got to get back on track with each other because we have not been the same for a couple of picks. I am going with Miles Sanders strictly because Washington defense has let up the fifth most rushing yards per game this season. So that that run defense hasn't been too hot. Um, I totally agree with the reasons of be, you going with Antonio Gibson. Yeah. because Yes, of course, Jalen Hurts is going to run himself, everything like that. This was more so based on that Washington run defense uh, not being successful so far. So mm-hmm. Philly needs to look at that and be like, okay, this is a game where we can get Miles really involved and hopefully just yep. you know run it down their throats. All right, New Orleans at Carolina. We've got New Orleans quarterback Jameis Winston or Carolina quarterback Baker Mayfield. I think Jameis Winston has like fractured like ribs up and down his – I don't even know what the hell is going on with him. But listen, talk about a, a quarterback that actually has 
pretty much taking control of his brand new team. I don't think Baker is at that capacity yet. Obviously, the Giants have firsthand experience. We just played them last week. Uh, and I know, you know, it was rough in New Orleans and Tampa last week, but I think it just the defense really just stood out on both sides. Uh, I'm going to go with Jameis on this one, uh, just over what we saw from Carolina overall. So, all right, we are back on track. I'm going with Jameis Winston as well. Um, Carolina is my upset pick, but I think they're going to be led by Christian McCaffrey more so yeah. than Baker Mayfield. So. Another technically comeback game because. The Giants, for some reason, really like taking out running backs these days. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So next one is Jacksonville at the Los Angeles Chargers. We are looking at Jacksonville wide receiver Christian Kirk or Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams. Yeah, despite last week, I just really don't see another offensive, you know, heavy game for Jacksonville this week. So that just means there's not going to be a lot of stats or points on the board for them. So with that being said, I had to go with uh, the Chargers, Mike Williams on this one. I went with Mike Williams as well. Um, I think Christian Kirk has exceeded expectations through two weeks of football. He's been playing really, really well. But Mike Williams is just a bad, bad man. If you guys want bad. He is a bad, bad man. If you guys watched that Chargers game last week, like the catches that Mike Williams yeah. was making, you know, Keenan Allen was out. He needed to step up for them. And my God, like he is, I, I forget yeah. who it was. One of the NFL players was like watching it and they like tweeted like that having Mike Williams is like having a cheat code, like right. in video games. Like it's not even real the catches no. that he's making. So I love Mike Williams. Ooh. He is good. Um, all right. Rams at Arizona. We are looking at some tight ends here. Are we going to go with Rams tight end Tyler Higby or Arizona tight end Zach Ertz? Yeah, I think right here it really is the tight end game, in my opinion. Um, and I just think between the two of them, I just I actually really like Tyler Higby uh, as a tight end over Zach Ertz. I think Zach Ertz is kind of entering a kind of an unknown area to where is it near his end of his career? Can he spurt up if he needs to? Uh, for me, Tyler Higby is the better uh, tight end. And for this game, it's going to be an offensive heavy game. Um, so the Matthew Stafford and the Rams are really going to have to look at all of their offensive units. So I think, you know, they're going to, they're going to look to those big, strong players. And luckily for them, they have a big, strong tight end. Like not many of us have. So <laughs> um, I do like Tyler Higby on this one. So, okay. The Rams, they have the better offense. Uh, Stafford has to spread it to too many weapons out yeah. there. So I'm going with Ertz. I think he has more of an opportunity in Arizona. Don't forget, there's no DeAndre Hopkins over there. Like, there are not many guys that uh, Kyler has to rely on. And, and Zach Ertz is, even though it's only his, like, second year with Arizona, he does have, like, that veteran-type presence and somebody that you can kind of, like, a safety blanket almost. Yeah. And uh, I think he's – like I said, I think he's going to have more of an opportunity to see balls thrown his way. All right, Atlanta at Seattle. Why Atlanta wide receiver Drake London or Seattle wide receiver DK Metcalf? Yeah, I mean, we've seen stuff out of Drake London so far. I must say, I just don't really like this Atlanta offense. Um, I, I picked Seattle with this win here, and I think Geno Smith just really needs to trust in the fact that he has a monster of a wide receiver with uh, DJ, excuse me, DK Metcalf. Um, and I just I like him better uh, than Drake London in this game. So I'm going with Drake London. Okay. Um, DK has actually been really, really quiet through yeah. uh, the first two games. Well, that's what I'm saying. Gino needs to realize the, the player yeah, that course, he has. 
Um, but Drake London is actually a guy that I drafted in one of my leagues and I've sat I have him too. I have sat him on the bench for the last two weeks and he's produced. Um, I think I'm going to starter. <laughs> I'm going to give him uh I'm going to give him a, a, a chance as, as a starter this week. All I right. do have him in, my, him in my starting lineup because I've been seeing him sit on the bench and I'm like, Oh shit, look at these numbers. So <laughs> Drake London, you know, a rookie out of Atlanta. Yes. That offense isn't too, too seller. Neither is Seattle's, but he's, he's been a bright young star for them so far. All right. This is the quarterback matchup of the weekend. We've Ooh, got yeah. Green Bay at Tampa Bay, Green Bay quarterback, Aaron Rodgers or Tampa Bay quarterback, Tom Brady. Dude, I don't know what the hell is going on with Tom Brady, but he is more emotional than I am during my time of the month. So I will say that. <laughs> and I'm emotional, I feel, every day of the year. So um, I just, I really don't think these past two seasons he's been able to succumb to pressure well. Um, and I think Aaron Rodgers, despite as much as we make fun of him, as we shit on him, uh, he goes out and he performs and just kind of maybe it's the the drugs that he admitted to taking. I don't really know. Um, I really think it's going to come down to that. So I'm going with Aaron Rodgers on this one. So it's it's really has to do with that emotional play. This really isn't for me. This pick wasn't really physical, and that's wild to think when yeah, it comes mental, to mental. professional football. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I'm 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 actually talking about mental and emotional play here. Yeah, um, I agree with your reasonings. I also went with Aaron Rodgers. Like I said, I agree with your reasons. I went with a different reason for uh, picking Rodgers. But Green Green Bay has a poor rushing defense, and so I think Tampa Bay could kind of look to yeah. take advantage of that and run it more versus you know mm -hmm. having to rely on Tom Brady in the past. That's true. All right, San Fran at Denver. We've got San Fran wide receiver Debo Samuel or Denver wide receiver Cortland Sutton. Yeah, because I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Debo on this one, uh, just because he's taking on. Maybe last season, like he didn't, wasn't forced to take on that like running back wide receiver combo. He's actually more in a position this season having to take on that like forcibly. Um, so that just gives him more of the option to get more points, get more stats. So uh, I just think for me, it's kind of easy to pick him based off of that. So um, I'm going with Debo as well. I think through two weeks watching Denver, it's very obvious that Cortland Sutton is like the guy there. Of course, Jerry Judy um, was banged up last mm -hmm. game, but like even so, even when Judy's been in and Judy has has put up good numbers as well, it seems as though Russell Wilson has the connection most with uh, Cortland Sutton. So I think he is the guy for Denver, but. Debo is another guy like Derrick Henry, a little bit quiet through two weeks. And I do yeah. think he, he is due for a big game. And he also has his former quarterback back. So he is with Jimmy G again. I feel like I just need that vibe. I think that's going to help him. So I, I'm going with Debo. And then last but not least, of course, Monday night football matchup, the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. We're looking at the running backs here. Dallas running back Ezekiel Elliott or Giants running back Saquon Barkley? 
I got to say, I think it was apparent last season. And it's a little, we're getting a little glimpse into it two weeks into this season. I like Tony Pollard actually better as the running back for yeah, like the Cowboys. Um, with that being said, you know, Saquon really is the guy for the Giants. We are kind of trying to bop it around a little bit more. And we're also using Saquon in other kind of versatile like areas yeah. as well. Game a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, so, but that also gives him more points. You know, Zeke doesn't really provide that option to the Cowboys. Um, and again, I just, it's, it's wild to think of Tony Pollard as that, that, you know, RV two, you know, I, I'd take him as my RV one. Um, I think if this season goes as it is going, you know, we might see some question marks going into next year with those two individuals on this team for sure. So for me, that's why I'm giving it to Saquon Barkley because I think he is the guy for the Giants uh, and there really is no question mark there. So agreed with your exact same reasons. I'm going with Saquon Barkley. I put Saquon doesn't have to share as much with Matt Rita <laughs> as Ezekiel Elliott has to share his touches yeah. with Tony Pollard. So hundred percent agree with you on that one. That alone right there is going to give Saquon more of an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully that helps you guys. Maybe we, like I said, maybe we named some of your fantasy football players and you were kind of, yeah. you know, had question marks around them. Who do I play? Who do I sit? Um, it was definitely good to digest those. And hopefully we have, hopefully my guys have a good week three. Yeah, I have um, Debo. I need a big week from Debo. I need Mr. George Kittle to come back into action. Yeah. So good luck to everybody playing fantasy this weekend. And just good luck to your real life non-fantasy teams. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. It's that time of the episode where we get it off our chest. Positive, negative, football, housewives, wine, life. Anything you want to let the audience know, Katie, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? I'll make it super quick. I feel like it's kind of been the theme of the episode uh, that this is just a wild season so far. And I told Caitlin, I feel as though I'm not watching football, but I am in fact, it is, it is not September. It is March. I am watching March Madness. This is college basketball because the upsets, um, the, the mistakes that we've seen, the teams that you expect to perform well that are just shitting the bed, uh, it has been crazy. And I feel like making our picks, you know, for week one, week two, now for week three, totally unexpected. Don't know what's safe. Um, it basically is like every year when I organize my March Madness pool and people are like, well, I don't know if I want to join it because I don't really watch. I'm like, you will win then. Join it. Because you can close your eyes and, and just and pick teams and you will end up winning. That's how I feel the NFL has been through two weeks. Make your week three picks, close your eyes, do, 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 because that is what is happening, people. So crazy, crazy, crazy. It's it's not it's not September. It's March. It's March Madness. It, it really is. It's feeling pretty springish out. And now that you say that, I honestly, I just don't know if I can handle a whole NFL season of this, though. It's a lot. It's a lot. Like, bring us in. Like, yeah, two weeks. Like, whoa, baby. You know, like, a little bit of normalcy would be okay. So maybe we'll see that week three. Maybe not. Maybe we need, like, a couple weeks in. Maybe five, six weeks in. We'll see some normalcy. But... Listen, I'm, that's what I'm giving. I'm giving it like the five to six week marker. And if things are still weird, if teams still suck after week six, I'm sticking to my opinion that no one's good this year. Who knows what's going to happen in the playoffs or the Super Bowl? Because no one knows. You don't know. So I don't know. I might, I might be out 
uh, week three, if your upset pick comes to fruition and the Jets beat the, the Bengals. And I'm going to be like, peace. It's yeah. been cold. Like, this was weird. Weird times. I'm out. <laughs> weird. It's getting weird. <laughs> it's getting a little weird. I'm out. Well, it'd be a little weird, I think, if the Giants go three and out. <laughs> yes, that would be people can sit here and argue that one as well. Good, good weird for us, though. Positive weird, positive weird. That weird I can get down with. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like speaking with the Giants, like, I guess, like, I don't know, mine are like, it's like negative, positive, whatever you want to, I'll give you two furs if you guys want some two furs, get it off your chest tonight. But listen, I just, we are two and out. And we are amongst what four other teams that are two and zero as well, and it's five or six. Yeah, um, so it's it's a small grouping, um, and there's some big names that aren't on that list because they either lost week one or lost week two. So I, I just think that it's it's wild too, and I'm I'm not surprised, but like you see, like national media just basically going out there and saying like you know the Giants do not belong on this list, all this thing, yada yada. It's and it's I I say. They say they do not belong here. Like those are like actual words, like coming from like Sports Illustrated, like ESPN, like all these like beat writers that we see. And in reality, if you win a game, you win a game. So that's it. That's a W. I don't care, honestly, how the hell you get it. So at least we didn't tie. We didn't lose. So the Giants technically deserve to be in this position. They did win two games. Were they pretty? Nah, kind of ugly. A little bit, a little bit. Some bright spots, though. Well, I can definitely call out multiple bright spots in both games. Other teams had some pretty ugly uh, things. So, and we're talking about, like, we talked about ugly this, this show so far. Ugly, ugly, ugly. The Giants weren't the ugliest. And some of your favorite teams, you NFL fans out there, were a part of the ugly. So... I'm going to go ahead and say that the Giants deserve to be in this position. It is what it is. We come out Monday night. We beat the Cowboys. We even more so. Who who even knows who will go on to 3-0 and after this week? We don't. We'll be the, the, the last standing, technically, if no one goes 3-0. No one goes 3 and out. So we don't know that for sure. But... Listen, I just, it is what it is. And you're right. Like people look at the logos. We're next to some really big names, but I look at a team like Miami, like season ago, two seasons ago, everyone was ripping on them. Awful team. So shitty, awful infrastructure Tua, he sucks. And now everyone seems to be praising them and they're all doing so great. So why do they deserve to be there? And we don't. So I'm just throwing that out there as a comparison. Other side of the ball. We will be at the Giants game on Monday. I'm so excited about that. I'm just saying, throwing this out into the universe. Maybe it's a sign. Maybe it's not. The last time I saw Dallas in person was Monday night, and it was the game of the Odell catch, which was wild. So maybe something crazy and wild will happen during that game, and we will be able to see it in person. Because I must say, it would have been cool to see that on TV. Cause like it would have been cool zoomed in. I had to like watch it from like a million miles away, but I still got to see it in person. That was pretty freaking cool. That's awesome. It's a cool thing to say. I, but I can definitely tell you just as like, you will never forget being in the stadium. I'll never forget <laughs> still like being in my parents' house, right. in my living room, me and my brother, both physically <laughs> jumping. Our reaction was our, our bodies 
leapt out of our seats and we went nuts. It was insane. So yes, like I think both experiences, wherever you were, like you right. don't get those moments. And if we can have a moment like that happen in this game and we're physically there for it, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, so I'm saying it's maybe it's not a sign. I don't know. Rumors to Odell to the Giants. I don't know if it can happen in the next couple of days. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It just is a coincidence that the last time I was there <laughs> was Monday night, and now we're back. So that's all I have to say. So that was my little twofer for you guys. Very nice. Very nice. Well, with that, uh, we are going to end our show here. But as far as things that you do not want to miss this week, we got Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on tonight at 8. That already started. Um, Real Houses of Atlanta Reunion Part 3 on Sunday at 8. NFL Week 3, Thursday night football tomorrow. We've got Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Sunday night football, we have the 49ers at the Denver Broncos. And then, of course, like we have just said, Monday night football, the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. If you are at MetLife Stadium, definitely hit us up. We will be there. And if you're at MetLife Stadium, make sure to be wearing white. It is going to be a whiteout. So, Got to find my white, people. We will have our white on. Uh, college football, number five, Clemson versus number 21, Wake Forest this weekend. Number 11, Tennessee versus number 20, Florida. And number 10, Arkansas versus number 23, Texas A&M. Let's have a great uh, week three. Let's have a great rest of the week. Next time you see us, we'll be gearing up for Salt Lake City season three. Lots of things to look forward to. Thank you, as always, for hanging out with us, and we'll catch you next time. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Good night.